Hello, the internet, and welcome to Season 107, Episode 4 of Your Daily Zeitgeist, a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness and say, officially, off the top, fuck Coke Industries, as in the Coke Brothers, and fuck Fox News. Unpopular opinion, but I'm going to go ahead and say it. Uh, It's Thursday, November 7th, 2019. My name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. Twerking Jack O'Brien What a way to make a living Miles is getting high Always token and no giving uh, That is courtesy of my brain Because we were watching 9 to 5 in the office this morning uh, And I'm thrilled to be joined As always by my co-host Mr. Miles Yes, Ray. children gather around darlings It's Miles aka Trilly Ninja Aka Yeezus Extravaganza Aka Mother of the House of La Blazia, aka category is Kush Queen Realness. Mm. Uh, for those of y'all who don't know, I posted a gif of Willie Ninja, one of the the great uh, performers. Okay, uh, the and the ballroom scene. If you've seen Paris is Burning, you know about this person. Uh, and shout out to Pterodactyl at Surly Socialite. Caught the wave and sent me back. Basically, Paris is Burning drag-themed AKs. If you haven't oh. seen Paris is Burning, yeah. one of the great documentaries about drag uh, and ball ball culture. Uh, if you really want to see, you know, where the, the origins of Vogue has come from. Well, we are thrilled in our third seat by the hilarious and talented Mr. Johnny Pemberton. Yeah! Whoa! Yeah! There he is! There's Johnny! Hey! Hey, man. Oh, great doc. Yeah, great doc. Great I'm doc. I think that. it's on Netflix. Or yeah. It used to be. Yeah. Cool thing about that doc is I found out it took her uh, 10 years to make it. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I feel like documentary filmmaking is just in general like well you're not gonna have an actual living based on this yeah you gotta really like you just have to you gotta dig in i mean a lot of good documentaries too seem to be like there's always a person in a scene who just taped everything but really didn't have a a reason for it and then someone's like and then i met this person like you have a documentary here yeah yeah, it's, I mean, I guess it's kind of thankless. In yeah. A way. I think back, like, when I first got, like, I used to have a lot of cameras, and I would always shoot a ton of video on them. I I feel like in about three years, if I go through some hard drives, I could put together, like, a wicked documentary about 2005 to 2012. Or a great, what's it called uh, when you take someone down? A takedown piece? Yeah, <laughs> on myself. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, this is me, that drunk at the standard. Uh, Andrew Jarecki, uh made Capturing the Freedmen's after he started making, do you know that documentary? Yeah, my old neighbor in Tallahassee was one of the people in that documentary. Oh, really? Yeah, he's a well. It's a long no, it's a long short story. But he was a really weird guy. But he also said that nothing weird was going on there. So oh, sort of like, right. which is true. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. Mm. But mm. Uh, capturing the Freedmen's is a great documentary. But it started out as a documentary about birthday party clowns. It That's did. what he thought he was making. And then one of the birthday party clowns was like, yeah, I had a really fucked up childhood and we videotaped everything. Anyways, you don't want to know about well, that. Th- 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 birthday th- 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 parties. Birthday on. parties are so what did you wanna, a hell of a thing. What can I make for you with this balloon? A severed arm? <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> they've gotten worse, I think. It's do- docs have gotten not as good. Have they? I feel like it because, you. I don't know, I haven't watched one in a while where I was really just, oh. You yeah, know? ticklish yeah. was probably one of the last ones I saw that had a good turn in it. Yeah, but I don't know. I feel like 
Uh, you know, Free Solo was also good. I enjoyed Free Solo. Yeah, that was that was special. I don't think to me that wasn't like a documentary as much as it. Well, obviously it was a documentary, <laughs> right. but yeah. it transcended. You know what I mean? No, I'm a truther like a, about that guy. He doesn't really do that shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ooh, CGI. I never heard about that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe he climbed screen. up the 9-11 towers. <laughs> yeah. mm. He did it. Uh, well, I'm sure there's good docs out there. I mean, yeah. HBO, I always check that little subheading sometimes because I grew up watching a lot of HBO documentaries. Yeah. Uh, the trailer for the best documentaries uh, nominees in the Oscars this past year, there were a couple of them that seemed like they were like more like tone poem documentaries, mm. like not really, like more artsy art films uh, and less about like the content of the story sure. or the subject matter. Right. Uh, and that's something that I hadn't really seen. So, but I didn't watch them. So, mm. so jokes on them. <laughs> yeah. In your face. <laughs> I want to watch some weirdos like Vernon, Florida. Yeah. yeah. That's what I want to see. Yes. You got to, most people think you can only have a one track mind. You yeah. know that bit when he's like, you can actually. If you're shooting a gun and oh. patting your head and then singing the song, that's a four-track mind. And you're like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Every yeah. part of that thing is so great. You it's... ever seen a man's brains? What was that? Did you hear that? Yeah. <laughs> so did you hear that? Wild lines. Uh, did you hear that? What was that? Who oh, is, Mule who Skinner Blues. Vernon Have you seen Florida? that one? I haven't. Mule Skinner Blues is about this guy who lives in a trailer park who's trying to create a horror film with people that live in his trailer park. Is that sort of like a American movie almost? In a way, yeah. But the people that live around him all have very interesting backgrounds. One guy was Mule like Skinner a savant Blues. guitar player, but because of like substance abuse issues, like couldn't get his shit together, but like can shred. Oh, yeah, you told me. And then me. there's like other people. It's a very, very, I don't know. I mean, it could be fake, but from what I can tell, it seems very real and like the the world's it's it's one of those like truly like enter this world type yeah. of documentary. I like entering a good world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't we all? So Vernon Florida was Errol Morris's like breakthrough yeah. documentary mm-hmm. where he just made it about people in a town. Mm-hmm. I think it was before the Integratron though. Right. Which is that oh, really? that device he made using a closed yeah. captioning uh well, not closed mirror. captioning, but what do you call it? A prompter, teleprompter. Right. Yeah. So that, People are looking directly in the camera, but they're looking the at his face. I, right. At first, I thought Vern in Florida was an earnest film. Like, uh, Vern in oh my Florida. god, I would Vern love that. Florida. <laughs> I used hey, to love Ernest so I, much. Yeah. We find out so much about him, but what about Vern? Yeah, yeah. where's Who he is at? Vern? You know, in who is Florida. this Vern? You know, know, know what I mean, Vern? Know what I mean? Can we say that? <laughs> Did right? we ever get to the right. bottom of who Vern is, or that was just sort of his colloquial? That was just like his thing, just saying Vern. Yeah. Right? I think that was just his, that vernacular, his thing. Yeah, Vern. It's the it's the camera. It's us. We are yeah, Vern. We are Vern. You right. are Vern. <laughs> the collective Vern. <laughs> Verning <Wow>. man. <laughs> I went to Burning Man. Oh my god, dude! All oh, earnest spirits. An earnest con. Burning man. Burning man. Oh my god! It's three days of nothing but <laughs> earnest. <laughs> earnest goes to camp. Earnest oh, goes man. to jail. Uh, Heavy drug use. Burning yeah, man. No, lot, absolutely lot. no. It's a dry <laughs> festival. A oh, lot of god. chocolate. Yeah. Just eating tons of milk chocolate. Big and like bagels and yeah, yeah Gatorade. Yeah, it's very <laughs> affair. Yeah, it's a lot of uh, products. Yeah. Well, guys, I could talk to you about Burning Man <laughs> all day. Burning Man? But, uh, know what I mean? Know what I mean, We're also, some things we're also going to talk about. Uh, there is a new study that uh, reveals that we all apparently want to be influencers. Mm-hmm. Um, we're mm-hmm. gonna talk about impeaching so Donald Trump, the impeachment. <laughs> I'm talking about impeaching this creep. Uh, 
somebody revised their bullshit story. Yeah. So um, kind of made a mess. Yeah. Like an idiot. Uh, we are going to look at the elections that happened last night, mm. uh, two nights ago. Uh, we're going to talk about where uh, the president's supporters are with him. How come they haven't abandoned him yet, guys? Yeah. Uh, and there's a new New York Times poll that's being used to fully uh, invalidate Bernie and Elizabeth Warren as candidates. Uh, so I'm going to... I'm going to look at that, look at those numbers a little bit, uh, and then we might get to Starbucks Holiday Cups. Thank God. And Walkman. Mm, great oh, and band. James Dean thing. Oh, Watchmen or Walkman? And Watchmen. Ah, damn. I thought you were talking about Walkman. Uh, and also that James Dean story. Yeah. Possibly. Back from the dead. Uh, but first, Johnny, we like to ask our guests, what is something from your search history that's revealing about who you are? Uh, I looked through this and it's all kind of embarrassing. I feel like, mm. um, I was doing a deep dive on Jeremy Renner's musical career, uh-huh. which is, As uh, one does. um, for, a we're for, fans. Yeah. For a show it was for like a character. Mm. Um, doing a lot of that. Is a character just a huge fan? Well, it's sort of a character. He's like a, this character I do who's supposed to be Chris Cornell's son. He's Jake Cornell, but he's not really his son. He has a bunch of money though. He has a bunch of lofts and Venice, and he's really into real estate, and he loves like you know natural things, and holding a, a mug of steaming tea with both hands, and be like, "Hey, a very cool." Oh, <laughs> that? that guy rules. Yeah, wow. Uh, I, I wasn't listening, but I heard you. Uh, <laughs> that, the two hand mug hold yeah. really just cut through to me. Right yeah, now. That's truly. I don't know what that is, but it's a thing when you see someone yeah, doing right. that. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's like substitute teacher. Right. All right. So where are we? Yeah. Uh-huh. Is that? Uh, how was your week? Guy. How was your week? Okay. Yeah. I'm like, what kind of tea is that? It's it's bone broth, actually. Yeah, it's bone <laughs> broth, but with chamomile infused. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's also got a, a proprietary blend of mushrooms, chaga, reishi, cordyceps, and lion's mane with a little bit oh of turmeric. Wait, I'm sorry. What was the <laughs> chaga? Chaga, cordyceps, reishi, and lion's mane. <laughs> a bit of turmeric, sea what... salt, and Yo, also chaga, the chaga. Bro. I don't know what chaga is. Uh, it's a uh, it's a mushroom. It grows in the upper upper region cold climates at oh high elevation. Oh my god! Yeah, wow. it's harvested. It's fair trade though, uh, so don't worry. Great, great. It's fully fair trade. Whenever Fucking I uh, whenever I buy it, guy. I always bow. Right. I always yeah. bow and make <laughs> well, a purchase. That guy definitely bows a yeah, lot. He bows. Yeah. I typically bow before the funguses before I remove them, just right. to acknowledge their cycle. Yeah. Every time I use a toilet, I bow. <laughs> <laughs> I learned that when I was visiting Tibet. They never oh, wow. flush. Yes. Never flush. Uh, what is something you think is underrated? Uh, I think underrated is uh, cold showers. Cold showers? Like ice shower. You know, wow. we've, we've had that take really? recently. I yeah. start hot, though. You start Wait, hot? I start hot. Does <laughs> wow. this turn the volume hot. down? No, I go in. I do the normal shower, the a warm shower. Mm-hmm. Then I'll get up, kind of really hot for about 10 seconds. Yeah. And then you go kind of gradually to ice and then you get to ice and you hold ice for at least 30 to 40 seconds you got to make sure you lift your arms up and get all around yeah. and also yeah. get your legs too huh and in your head and your face that and what does me, that do for you just uh, like invigorating it just just drops the hammer on the blood it yeah just pops you up yeah because you'll get out of the shower and you'll be warm because you're not in the ice Oh, right. The ambient temperature now feels warm. Yeah. You're like, ah. Interesting. It's supposed to be really good for your everything, I guess. Yeah. That was in like one of those Tim Ferriss books about saying, like, yeah, to kickstart your metabolism. Now I take most of the things he says with a grain of salt. But like, it was, that's one of the things of like, 
starting off with cold, like a cold shower will help you. It's supposed to help your depression too. Really? I have, a, I have a theory about it. I think this is probably backed up by science, but my theory is that it's, it turns on your sympathetic nervous system, or I, th- I think that's how you say it, you know, like your fight or flight. Mm-hmm. Right. And so instead of, you know how if you're in like a warm bath, it's like, ah, oh, relax. Uh, but the versus, cold, <laughs> yeah, the cold makes you, it's basically like attacking you. Right. So it gives you that adrenaline that feels like you're attacked and you get all this adrenaline. So it makes you... Um, it's like basically making you fight for your life. And so you're not depressed because you're like, oh, I have to save my life. Yeah. It gives your life meaning, like this yeah. little bit of meaning. In, oh, yeah. in but basically you do it gradually. That's well, I do it sometimes gradually, but it's still when the cold comes, it doesn't matter how gradually you get yeah. there. It's right. still cold. Winter's coming yeah. either yeah. way. Yeah. yeah. Can't huh. stop it. That's what I think is underrated, at least. I mean, it definitely is good, at the very least, to wake you the fuck up. Right. Oh, yeah. I used to do really hot showers to wake me up because I'd be like, oh, fuck. Ooh. Like, <laughs> I don't know, because I didn't like a cold shower, but I'm like, there right. has to be a way that isn't just like a continuation of being in bed, but yeah. with water. Or you could so, just like pay somebody to like slap, slap you Slap the shit times. out of you. Yeah. yeah. Well, but when you're not expecting it. Have yeah. an alarm clock that like urinates in your face or yeah like yeah, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, if i don't wake up i'll get urine in my yeah. mouth yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know like, some people have a hard time this? waking up yeah. right yeah. the only <laughs> thing really that time. can really get me out of bed is that just the threat of having pee in my mouth <laughs> right <laughs> then i get my shit together it's clearly a guy who really likes to have pee in his mouth yeah <laughs> he's like wouldn't that be a good alarm clock huh everybody <laughs> good alarm clock it attaches to your sewer system and it starts back pumping your <laughs> toilet yeah if you don't wake up you have a, a main Line your sewer backup, or I don't know, maybe I could hook mine up to your sewer main or something <laughs> and to see how that goes. It's like you know those ones that have the the dollar that starts shredding money mm-hmm. if you don't wake up. There's some right. alarm clock, yeah. But that's basically what you're doing if you're shred- if you have like a sewer backup. That's it's like that's you, dollars out the yeah. Window, that's yeah. like actually a problem you have to fix. Yeah. Because mm. then you have to go out and buy your own pee. That would really wake me up right. if I had to stop a, a mainline sewer stoppage every day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who did that? What was that show that did that recently? Was it maybe, was it a Nathan for you episode? Something where people wanted to like stick to their diets and if they didn't, they would email like a terrible yeah, thing to their boss. Wow. Wasn't that yeah. Nathan for you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, funny. Yeah. When it's like, say something really fucked up about your boss on camera or something. And then like, okay, now if you if you don't lose this weight by this date, this email will be sent to your boss. That's actually way better than the financial <laughs> one. Because the right. financial one, it's like, it's just, it's just money. Right. Yeah, versus you, your livelihood. <laughs> yeah, you can't ever take back the thing you said. Although one woman failed, and then it, she's like, I got to let you know this thing, this video was sent to you. And it was like, oh, okay. <laughs> but the video was, was pretty crazy. Yeah, wasn't yeah. she like accusing him of being racist or some yeah, shit? Yeah, yeah, the video yeah. was wild. Or what would be even better is if you said something racist and it's like, you have to say something racist. We don't, I know you're not racist, but you have to say well, it. Well, that was the other That's thing, too. That's what it was. Oh, yeah. well, it was everyone's fear. So right. it, it was different for other people. So okay. I'm like, I wouldn't want my boss to see something like this. So I'm like, please don't send this stuff to my kids. Another guy like yeah. posed like half nude yeah. as like a hot dog. And like, don't send this to my mother. Right. <laughs> like, so everyone had their so own limits, basically. He also had the escape trick where if he didn't get out of a straitjacket in time, it would pull his it would pants, pull down, his pants in down, down in front of children. That's funny. And therefore, he would be You're a sexual predator. Yeah. Or a, a pet, what do you call it? Yeah. yeah. Well, a bad guy. Yeah. Bad, bad guy. Bad person. Uh, what is something you think is overrated, Johnny? Oh, I just thought about this today and it really hit the spot. Uh, like really nice toilet paper, the kind that's like super fluffy right. and thick. Yeah. yeah. You mean like a hand is, towel? 
basically a hand towel, like the the hand towel version of a roll on a roll. Yeah, that stuff is so bad. I can't believe it. In like terms of what, it. like how thick it it's is, bad. Like it does. It's too much. You don't need that much. It's like it doesn't do a good job of cleaning because yeah. it's too soft. Yeah. Sometimes you don't need a cloud to wipe your no, eye. No, you need something. You need some Scott. Yeah, right. You need, need a Brillo pad. It's got some grit to it. Yeah, yeah. I've been recently. Yeah, I've 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 hit the both sides of the spectrum before. Just pillow soft toilet paper, Ugh. which in a way. It doesn't really have the kind of structural integrity you need to. Yeah. For like, if you really have one of those shits where you have to keep wiping. I mean, the good stuff does. Yeah, I guess so. Maybe I'm just buying. I guess it's cotton. Well, it's it's old witch hair. Nail. No, it's one <laughs> of the old, old Hall- Halloween decorations, oh. that spiderweb yeah. stuff. But Ooh, then, like, if it's that. too papery, then it's like then it's a little bit of a torture job mm. on your sphincter. It's definitely uh, like more uncomfortable, but I actually don't know which one is technically better at wiping. I'll tell you. Okay. The the rough stuff is the rough better. stuff. Yeah, even the stuff uh, that basically feels like the toilet seat cover. Yeah, I've actually I was about to say I've used those paper. many times. Yeah, I've I've used those so many times recently. What's a thing where I didn't even think twice about? Oh, there's no number toilet paper. Right. There is something here provided by the management for my protection. Right. That I will use for. <laughs> right. For I will my protect terminus. my underwear. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That stuff is better. It's technically huh. better because it's better to have a clean uh, anus mm-hmm. right. than it is to have a um, comfortable an, one. an unscathed anus, anus that is dirty. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Got to give your anus some character. Yeah. So I think that's said. one of Benjamin Franklin's sayings from Poor Richard's Almanac. <laughs> Better. That's why Richard's so poor. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that's why the bidet really, like, because I always think about, you know, sometimes you get those ones, it's a never-ending wipe. Yeah. N-E-W. Yeah. You know, or it's the piece of paper, the P-O-P. Ooh. Those are my favorite. Somehow when you're like, how did this come out clean? Yeah. Fully jettisoned. I fully evacuated. It's amazing. And there is no skid. Wow. God works in mysterious ways. Yeah. <laughs> if you have tips, if anyone's professional at this on how to do that, let me know. How do I keep that going? When that happens, do you point up at the sky? Oh, I, I get down on my knees <laughs> and pray. Oh, you trickster. Yeah. All <laughs> uh, right. When I thought you abandoned me, you old son of a bitch. <laughs> Wow. And I head right to church. And I thought it was going to be a bad day. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And they're like, sir, sir, you need to come out of the dressing room. Well, it's breakfast now, I guess. (laughs) Uh, A vote in favor of waxed assholes is that happens to young kids all the time. It's just one wipe? Yeah. uh, No wipe. No wipe. No wipe. Like you just don't. Fuck. Just Slides right, right well, off. It's waxed assholes or something in my diet. Let me know. There you go. Uh, and finally, what's a myth? What's something people think is true? You know to be false. Man, I think that uh, I don't. Everything I could think about was like, it's. I don't know. I honestly just don't know anymore. What is a myth? <laughs> wow. Um, just don't know. I think that. Uh, ah, but this, that sharks are dangerous. Okay. Mm. <laughs> Not all sharks. Not all sharks. Yeah. Right. Some. Do you like sharks? I love I love sharks. I oh, love animals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love the uh, animals that get a bad rap. Oh wow! Any animal that's like people don't like, I'm like, I like it. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah? yeah. That elephant named Osama bin Laden. You don't like right. it. those people? Well, I like it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is there a favorite wow. shark? You have a favorite shark? Probably the well, I guess Come it's not on. a true shark. The whale shark's not a true shark. The whale shark is so cool. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. cool. What about hammerheads? Hammerheads are pretty great. Yeah. Remember yeah. shark bites? Oh my God! You can't get the best flavor. I used to just always. I remember when I eat shark bites. Just leave the great whites at, for the end because oh, yeah. that was the best flavor. Yeah, to me. me too. Yeah, 
I haven't thought about shark bites in a long time. I think about them every fucking day, shark man. Shark bites. Yeah. That and Ecto Cooler. Is shark bites still available? I'm sure. Because, I mean, fruit by the foot still available. I have a feeling yeah. a lot of those things. I mean, it'd be funny if, like, you say that around a kid, like, what? My grandpa ate shark bites. Shark right. bites. Oh, I don't know. Because when you Google shark bites, it's some shit I don't want to see. <laughs> oh. Like, well, literal an, shark bites. I got an actual myth. Okay. Oh, wow. When you cut down a guava tree and grind the stump, it's not dead. Huh. You think it's dead, but it's next thing you know, it's coming up everywhere. It's coming through the fucking driveway. Oh, really? Yeah. Really? Huh. So what happened? You got a unruly guava tree? Oh, yeah. I had no idea they were that invasive. Oh, wow. It's incredibly no invasive. No clue. I can't believe it. I'm just blown away by the persistence of this root stock in the ground. Yeah. Yeah. Just can't kill them. Can't kill the guava the tree. unkillable guava. Can't kill the guava. uh all right let's check in real quick with uh this poll that asked the question why become an influencer and do you want to even yeah do you want to become an influencer they asked fucking two thousand people from age 13 to 38 just so you get gen z and millennials you know do you would you be interested in influencing Mm. 86 percent of people said i'm down to try out some influencing 86 yeah Jesus. But only 12% of the respondents considered themselves to be influencers, okay? Wait, isn't uh, that literally uh, 86 and 12? Isn't that 100? No, that's 98. Okay, there you go. Just checking, you know. <laughs> uh, well, 99. But, oh, wow, that was cool. I just literally uh, did some- 98. Wow, I can't believe I failed at such simple math. <laughs> Jesus. Publicly failed at oh, simple boy. math. It's right. It's close. Yeah, Jesus. yeah. Well, I don't know if that's Which necessarily this. I don't think the question was, would you want to or are you? Jeez. But I'm just saying within right. that group, only 12% considered yeah. themselves to be influencers. When you look at the reasons why, the biggest reason, the driver for Gen Z was to make a difference. Hmm. which was very interesting. Millennials, only 48% would, were interested to make a difference. When it came to flexibility, like out, flexible hours, that's the thing where millennials were most interested in, were the flexible hours of somebody who's just posing. Gen Z was most interested. Hmm. Oh, no, millennials. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Gen Z was interested in making a difference. Huh. And they were pretty much, there were, there were a lot of, I mean, there were slight differences between the two, but 50% of Gen Z were only interested for money. 58% of millennials were interested because of money. And then when it came to fame, less than 20% for both. They weren't interested in the fame. I, I solved the puzzle. I know what's going on here. Okay. I don't think this is generational so much as literally the age of the people being asked. Right, right. It's like yeah, if, you're, yeah. if you're under 18, you do want to make a difference. Right. Because you, you haven't lived without a job for 10 years yet. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, yeah. You're like, I'm That's trying to make like, a difference in my fucking bank account. Yeah, it's like, uh, yeah, I want to make a difference too, but I, I need uh, a little help first. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think at the end of the day though too, like just because I think it's a combination of not no one has a realistic like plan or a good vision of what their future can be work wise. Yeah. And then influencing seems to be the one that we're most bombarded with if you're really on social media. Right. That like that has become like like the new rock star. Yeah. I'm sure if you ask baby boomers, right? Like my dad would have been like, I wanted to be a fucking rock star. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's why the eighties, like everyone was like, Oh the fucking rock star, you know, that was that shit. Whereas now it's like, I just want to fucking travel for free yeah, and maybe get some free drinks. Yeah. Something. Just look like I'm having a good time for a living. That yeah. That seems like what it is. Uh, I'm sure. Because that's what everyone, it's the mirage of influencers. But right. I guess when you also look at how like uh, advertisers are slowly like realizing traditional shit isn't working, then maybe that is just like, I mean, because we're also in this, both millennials and Gen Z, we're of this idea of like, we're commodifying ourselves now. 
Right. And that's part of that process, I guess. What what technic because money seems to be such a big part of it is what's the average income of an influencer? It Would depends on how big you are. Such a, sure. right. I don't even know what an what is an influencer? How do you become an inf like at what point are you oh I'm an influencer? Right. I mean, um, we're all influencers if you, when you think about you it. think about it. Yeah. I'm right. an you under just, the influencer. How where, much um, do you influence? I just upload videos of me fucked up to Snapchat. <laughs> <laughs> you like that one? <laughs> I had Snapchat. <laughs> um, but the fame part, I realize it's interesting to see that not as many people. Because, like, I don't know. When I was a kid, I thought I wanted to be famous as fuck. Like, right. I wanted, like, I was like, yeah, that'll be fucking sick. And then... As you get older or around more people whose like lives are like that, you're like, mm, I just don't want to talk to anybody, and I don't want anybody to like be like, "Hey, dude, right. yeah. what's up, man?" Yeah. Although that that just seems like also like what you would admit publicly, like that you know you, know, oh, you don't want to be famous. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's not. It's not about fame. It's, not, it's about I, making I wanna, a difference. I want to travel to exotic locations to make a difference, dude. I want to go to the Maldives <laughs> and be in one of those sick ass bungalow hotels. Right. There's some. I heard something years, maybe last year, about how there's some Maldives hotel bungalow floating hotel owner who is like, "Stop asking me for free stays, influencers." Yeah. Yeah, oh, I'm sure. Like, stop. I'm not. No one. You're done. Everyone's done. I think if you distilled the influencer's life down to one photo, it's a person doing like the hand behind them, like pulling right. the camera with them towards like a plunge pool in the right. Maldives uh, uh, with like a big hat on. Yeah. Uh, and in a way bag. Yes. Boom. God. And it's I got so one of those done. things already. So <laughs> hit me up for that spawn con. Mm. Uh, all right. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. And we're back, and it's time to check in with the impeachment inquiry. Yeah. I'm talking about impeaching this creep. So Gordon Sondland, uh, who is the guy who donated a million dollars and became the ambassador <laughs> to the EU, yep. uh, and then came out uh, very strongly in opposition to the very implication that Donald Trump was uh, exchanging. No quid pro quo, No sir. quid pro quo. The president told idea. me to tell you that. Yeah, uh, the very notion. But the, but then uh, a couple days ago, he he came back and was like, "Oh, quid pro, pro quo, right? Right? That. Okay, my, okay. Yeah, no. So that happened. So yeah, that for sure. <laughs> what did he think they said? Well, I think the problem is right prior to this, like with the Mueller stuff, a lot of people were testifying in public, so it's kind of easy to coordinate people's testimony. But when everything's behind closed doors. It keep people, you know, they weren't quite sure because once Sondland went out and everyone else contradicted him, he's like, oh, fuck. Okay, fuck. I, I think uh, he realized, too, if, at first he was like a great fall guy for Trump that they could just be like, yeah, I don't know what this guy was doing. But then this guy, Gordon Sondland, he's, I think he's in ho like hotels or something. Yeah. He he's realized like basically there's Trump. life after this racist shit show. Right. So I was like, mm, maybe I shouldn't totally fucking self-own like this and lie to Congress. Mm. Um, and then, yes, ended the no quid pro quo argument pretty much. Um, as he was questioned, they were saying, there were demands, weren't there, that an investigation take place of 2016 or Burisma. Ultimately, those were demands, were they not? His answer, ultimately, yes. 
But I think you said, Ambassador, that over time things got more and more insidious. I think those were your words. It started out started out with no condition, and then there was a condition for investigation into the corruption, and then there was a condition of an investigation in 2016 and Burisma, and then on the call itself it became clear the condition was investigation of 2016 in the Bidens. I think you described that as becoming more and more insidious, correct? That's correct. Mm. Then literally went on where he was just basically being like, yep, that happened, and mm-hmm. And then essentially said, I now recall speaking individually with Mr. Yermak, who is a Ukrainian official, where I said resumption of U.S. aid would likely not occur until Ukraine provided the public anti-corruption statement that we had been discussing for many weeks. Oh, so it was just he he just had his memory jogged. Had it fully yeah. jarred. Yeah, there Jogged and jarred. Oh, shit, you oh. guys. Oh, okay. Just, hold on, hold on. Oh, I just remembered. Burisma? Wait. <laughs> oh, Burisma. Burisma. I thought you said uh, barista. Yeah, I was like, no, I don't know anything about that. I'm over don't here thinking coffee. about Starbucks. And oh, yeah. You nah. guys are over here talking Latin. I don't think, I don't think Hunter Biden works as a barista. Why is it, he, what he should have said is, I'm um, sorry, I haven't had my coffee yet. <laughs> <laughs> guys, don't even talk to me. Um, don't even talk to me because when we did that other thing, I hadn't had my coffee yet. <laughs> Yeah, sorry. So I'm able to say just about anything until I get my coffee. Okay. <laughs> Full D disclosure, uh, needed my cough. Okay. So, yeah, that has basically put an end to the no quid pro quo argument. Um, but so that has not stopped. All Republicans have then turned around and been like, oh, sorry, we were wrong. Well, it's funny. About if you think about that. it prior to this, right, when the story first came out, it's interesting to see how Republicans are threading that needle because they thought, I'm sure they didn't know what the full facts were and probably figured, ah, whatever, we can dance around this thing. Because on Fox and Friends in September, uh, they said this. Because if the president said, you know, I'll give you the money, but you got to investigate Joe Biden, that is really off the rails wrong. Right. But if it's something else, you know, it would be nice to know what it is. Oh, huh. Until today. When uh, they had Kellyanne Conway on, and they were sort of like, "What do we, what do we do, Kelly?" Yeah, so... <laughs> like in the thing, he said there was, and she's like, "Well, there was no quid pro quo." Wait, really? That's what she said. Huh. It, but again, that's because they're they're Good being one, very very narrow about how they're looking at it. They're really holding on to Kurt Volker's uh, testimony where he said he was not aware of a quid pro quo, mm. and because of that, they're saying like, "Well, he said there wasn't." It's like, no, no, no. Right. Stop cherry picking the shit. He right. said he was not aware. That doesn't contradict what these people who were all up in it are saying. Um, so it's it's a little bit, uh, it's a little murky. So and there's then, no smoking gun still. Yeah, it's like, well, there's a smoking gun, but is it, mm, I, I'm going to go. Well, this is the thing, because Lindsey Graham now is fully just burying his head in the sand. Right. When he was asked about it, because they're like, uh, Gordon Sondland basically just completely contradicted the White House and essentially threw the president under the bus. He said, I've written the whole process off. I think this is a bunch of BS and will not be reading any transcript. Wait, what's the what's a bunch of BS? The the Gor- Gordon Sondland's testimony, well, I guess. This was in response to that. They're like, what do you are, have you read the transcript? He's like, no, and I won't because he's like, I've written the whole process off. This is a bunch of BS. Oh, it's a part, I forgot. It's part of the hoax. Right. I just remember. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is all a hoax, guys. I don't know what you're talking about. This is a hoax. Well, and then when he was pressed even more about that, this is where you know where he's at right now in his uh, defense of the president's strategy. This is what his response was. I've read the transcript for myself. I made up my own mind. Volker, the special envoy, said there was no quid pro quo. Mm. Sunderland has changed his testimony to say he presumes there was. What I can tell you about the Trump policy toward the Ukraine, it was incoherent. 
It depends on who you talk to. They seem to be incapable of forming a quid pro quo. So, no, I find the whole process to be a sham, and I'm not going to legitimize it. Mm. Mm. The best part of that was he did call it the Ukraine. Yeah. Yeah, the Ukraine. We were down the Ukraine for a mm. number of years. Uh, but, yeah, to be like, <laughs> they're too dumb. Yeah. That's uh, incoherent. That's where we're at, I guess. Yeah. We're running out of rope here. They're too dumb. That's the, why. They're too, just too dumb, you know? It's not a bad uh it's not a bad argument in terms of like effectiveness though. You yeah. know what I mean? However, when you have all these people who are smart enough and yeah. know what happened and have all this like you know, all this information about it, it seems like they're just too dumb to do it uh in a sneaky way. Right. You know? Well, I've stopped paying attention to that. Yeah, it's it's I all don't. BS. I don't know. That's what he was saying. He's like, Well, I've read Kurt Volker's testimony, and I will mm. just focus on that. Volker's testimony wasn't like that good for the president either. No, it? it's just because he wasn't willing to commit to like really there being painting, a like drawing those lines. Because that's the most they've got. Right. I and didn't now, yeah. witness him actually pay them in order for them to do this other thing. Yeah. So. And now we're moving into the public testimony phase. So Wednesday, we'll see Bill Taylor and another guy testify. And then Mon or Friday of next week, Marie Ivanovich will testify publicly. So is we'll Lindsey Graham seeing... in any of those? No, it's in the House right okay. now. So. So, oh, right, right. Yeah. He's a senator. Which is also really wild because when you think Lindsey Graham is the fucking chairman of the Senate Judiciary Committee. Right. Okay. He's a lawyer, apparently. Yeah. Yet, stop paying and he would to it. and would also potentially be a juror in a Senate impeachment trial. So to like completely abdicate your responsibilities <laughs> right. in this way, it's like what? What the? Yeah. What planet I are stop you on? Paying attention. But once see, the facts started. This is the thing that we're now seeing, though, is that like you know they're only like whistleblowers unless it's calling something out on the left. There's right. no like they they've completely and this we've been seeing this there's no such thing as like objectivity or truth because if there is then they would have to begin to look at themselves and they're just completely unwilling to do that. Uh let's talk about election results. Yeah. Uh from election night a couple nights ago. Uh what happened, Miles? Kentucky uh Matt Bevin, the incumbent governor, he was voted the fuck out. So he was very unpopular. He was very unpopular to begin with. Like he pissed off First responders, fucking teachers, they like, and at that point, the deck was stacked against him a little bit. But then he made it about Trump and impeachment yeah. and how the the Democrats were corrupt and trying to impeach your president. Yeah. And then Trump went to uh, Kentucky the night before the election and basically told people that if they didn't. If Matt Bevin loses. If Matt Bevin lost, it would be the all-time biggest loss for anyone in the history of the world and then he begged them he's like don't let them do that to me right which so is ooh. did he win no okay. sadly it was the yeah. it was the worst election in the history of ever really no not really i mean it was oh. close but the fact is when you think that that was a trump plus 30 state like he won kentucky by 30 points oh he did yeah that in this election you know the democrat edged him out i you can look at it a couple ways first Pump your brakes on the R.I.P. Mitch McConnell shit because Republicans across the state did pretty well. Uh, they did not mm -hmm. underperform. In this specific race for governor, it was a different story. However, if you look at the trends, though, like the suburbs, though, are moving to the left. And right. a lot of people pointed to like in northern Kentucky, like the Cincinnati suburbs. That was sort of like a Tea Party stronghold 10 years ago. Now that's trending blue. So if you're in the Republican side of things and you're looking like these are th there's been three elections or yeah, 
basically there have been huge GOP losses since Trump has taken office and no gains. So that's where I think they're going to have to begin thinking about what their options are. But Matt Bevin, uh, who is an upstanding Republican gentleman, is is not willing to concede. Oh, that's crazy. I love that. Yeah, because he essentially, even though the Secretary of State called it and saying, yeah, this is the seems like uh, Andy Bashir is the clear winner. He's like, nah, there's uh, irregularities. Right. Uh, but we don't know like, what that is. Like, did you see all those people who didn't vote for him? Yeah. That was What the fuck? That's was irregular. That's yeah. very That's strange. Because I should have won based on the vote fraud we were committing. <laughs> Are you sure? Could you imagine that's what it was? Like, he's like, uh, hold on, dude. We bro. were committing massive voter fraud. Nothing happy. Um, but yeah, so right now, because Kentucky doesn't have like an automatic recount mechanism, he can either ask for a recount, like a full-on recount, a re-canvas where like they go to tell or the each polling place sends in their results or contest the election and go to court or whatever. But he's calling up Amazon. I, I sent those shoes back. He's wearing <laughs> them. Yeah, like the ones you're right. wearing, sir? No, I no, I return I these are different. I returned them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well Yeah, and then over you know, there was a, a lot of big wins, uh, even in in Virginia in the midterms, came very close to taking back the state legislature and senate uh but came up a few seats short and then they finished the job uh on tuesday mm. so the so it flipped uh, yeah flipped it fully in democratic control Virginia. there's a new york times poll that basically pitted trump against uh biden elizabeth warren and bernie sanders in battleground states mm-hmm. uh michigan pennsylvania wisconsin and florida and you know so, some other ones and they're basically saying that Warren did really badly in this polling. She's, you know, very unpopular compared to Biden and even compared to Sanders. Um, and they're they're kind of treating it like it's, you know, a referendum on left, like the leftward tilt of the party. Uh, the, I saw it being described as like, Democrats are going to lose because they overcorrected after Trump. And I don't know. I get the point that like Biden is doing better than Bernie and Elizabeth Warren, but basically just off name recognition. Right. Well, it's partially name recognition, but they, they found that it was also a lot of sexism with Warren. Oh uh, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, that, that seemed to be like a, most of it. There was some poll that said like 40% of Americans felt that America wasn't ready for a female president. Yeah. Like, or some really interesting fact like that. It was like a f- poll like on Xbox? <laughs> no, sadly, it was like on planet Earth. They should yeah. just, I think the Democrats should do a thing where they purposefully lose, but they do it in a way where it allows them to guarantee a win next time. I'm trying to think how this makes sense. This is like some sort of weird... Like jungle warfare shit. Yeah, some Machiavellian you, shit. Yeah, you like you basically have a candidate who rope a dopes Trump into doing some sort like you basically get Trump to murder somebody publicly. Okay. You get him to you get a candidate but to we say know a bunch he, of shit. His his and, supporters uh, would still like him though. Right. I don't know. I'm just trying to think. I'm just thinking on my feet here. Yeah, trying yeah, to figure yeah, a way yeah, to, yeah, like, I know. Okay, they're going to lose the next election, but if we lose it, how do we lose it in a way that will like be like a springboard? You know what I mean? Like right. up against the rope so you bounce back. Well, I think people are hoping that that intentional loss from the Democrats last election right. might be the thing here. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. But uh, you never know. You never got, know with this party. I got no hopes. <laughs> I mean, so this is... Well, you're not alone, actually. There's another poll that said like 56% of Americans think Trump will be reelected. Yeah. I mean, it's like it's, it's like the whole expectations thing, right? If you like expect something, you're just bound to be disappointed. Right. To where if you like 
if you kind of like go into it, be like, okay, it's probably going to happen. Then if it doesn't, it's like, wow. <laughs> well, I think, yeah, the, the, I, I think it's good to try and uh, imbue a sense of confidence and enthusiasm around this next election because like even in that Kentucky election, when voter turnout is high, Democrats do better. Right. And that's the whole that's thing. That's always and been the case across the we board. We got like, there's like about to be 7 million kids who are going to be of voting age next year. Right. Like that are going to come into currently. the fold. But doesn't right. that, ha- hasn't that happened every year though? Yeah, yeah. But I'm saying in general, okay. there's, there. but would you think of the sentiment generationally? Yeah. Like there's a lot of, like, I mean, the, they're definitely going to be leaning much more left than they are to the that right. Is, left is gaining voters. That and is if they the vote. right is losing. Yeah. Voters. They well, have yeah. to vote. Right. <laughs> hey, give them some X boxes or yeah. shark bites so or all something. So yeah. all of these, uh, Poll, all this poll data was uh, manipulated in order to make it look like not college educated white people like were more like were a bigger part of it because that's what people like that's what happened in 2016. That's why the polling was so far off is because they underestimated how many uh, non-college educated white people would vote, would uh-huh. come out and vote. And so they're trying to take that into account. But I just wonder if it's not going to be, uh, you know, I, I do think a lot of Trump supporters are going to vote and those numbers will be high. But I feel like all the uh, left-leaning voters didn't vote last time. And like, It'll be interesting because like, like on one hand, you have Republicans, they're going to have like the more circle of the wagons energy to try and defend uh, their their gains, what little gains they've had. And then the other side, they just have people who are voting for Democrat candidates who just want to end, end the nightmare voters. Yeah. So there's a lot of, you know, it could be a, a clash of forces yeah. at the polls. There's also articles from right before the 2018 uh, election that Democrats won in a landslide that are saying that uh, they should not tack as far left as they're doing because they're they're becoming too extreme to <laughs> win the election. Extreme, so, yeah. That's like, and again, that's like this shit. What was it? The Wall Street Journal. Somebody put a the, that piece out. It's like Medicare for all could be you know go bonkers because people might get over treated, right? And you're like, what the fuck? Yeah, I mean. You're going to do free health care. People are just going to be, you know, taking Ooh, that look shit out. nonstop. You might get over-treated. Oh, be yeah. careful. Yeah, because a doctor's going to be like, wait, hold on. You want nine more lung surgeries? Yes. Symptoms of over-treatment are. Yeah. <laughs> Which is just wild. But again, like that's where you, you kind of see where the, the vested interests are uh, yeah. in the next election, especially from a financial, like the financial stakes for some of these industries. The one thing I do think Trump has over the elections, uh, over the local elections, is that he, like the local elections don't have Fox News assassinating their Democratic opponent, whereas, you know, whoever the Democratic nominee is, is going to just get smeared nonstop on Fox News. So uh, that's something he has going for him. Fox and Friends. Yes. Breakfast. (laughs) <laughs> God, they they look weird in there. Every time I see that, it seems like they're it seems like they've been there for a long time. Right on that like set, they never they're left. never allowed yeah. to leave. Yeah, like they all like live on the individual couches they yeah. sit on because they're all kind of like glowing in a weird way. Right. Yeah, like a little bit of a sheen. Unnatural. Yeah. I'd believe it if they were just robots. Who's that one guy? The guy who's like Greg Gutfeld. Not Greg. The guy who's the um the one who's. 
always saying the stuff that's like, well, you, you got to think though. <laughs> the older know. gentleman, Steve Ducey, or Kilmead. I don't even know. I, <laughs> it's glad I'm glad I don't even know. His yeah, name. no, it's better. It's healthier if yeah. you don't know them by name. Yeah. And Steve Ducey, what and a cool Gutfeld. man. Gutfeld. I just. Well, not Ducey. The other, the younger guy. Kilmead. Kilmead. I think he's the one who's like, I don't That's wash my hands. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's his name? What's his name? Something Kilmead. Brian Kilmead. Brian Kilmead. Brian Kilmead. What a great name. Kilmead. That guy. That's the guy. <laughs> Brian Kilmead. Is. Brian yeah. Kilmead. Ah, he's the guy who's. He's always saying whatever he needs to to he impress say, the right. That guy mm. could get at. He's so slippery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's like a Trump family member almost. He yeah. feels like it because he just does that thing where he's like, "Well, you know, it's uh, it's an allergy. Some people." Right. You know, we, we didn't know she was allergic to broccoli. Uh, and I just feel like he could just lie to someone's face after killing their daughter or yeah. something right. like that. Yeah. That's, I think that's one of the that's part of the job interview to be on Fox. God. Can you obscure this blatant murder? By the uh, way, shout well, out to Donald Trump Jr. for uh, putting the whistleblower in danger of being murdered by having him uh, on on national Twitter, I guess. Uh, appropriate drop there. I like that. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. But yeah, I think yeah. on it. Well, again, and if, I don't even understand that's the stupid obsession with the whistleblower at this point. It, right. That shit is moot. Yeah. You have the people that are parties or witnesses to this that are saying like, yeah, yeah, that's that's all happening. It's a right. whistleblower. The but it's like, well, like who you said might want to look over there. And then they looked over there like, and everyone's like, oh, my God, there's crimes, crimes everywhere. Right. We're all on fire. It's and that, they're like, that guy who said, look over there was biased. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's like, Don't. what? Yeah. And it's the same thing we we're saying. It was like, you get caught cheating and someone's like, oh, well, so-and-so told me. They're like, who told you I was cheating? Right. Were you yeah. cheating? Yes. Wow. But who right. told you? Right. Because right. that's important because that, that person is no longer my friend. It's like mob stuff. It feels yeah. very much oh, yeah. like a mob, like not mob like group of people, but like mobsters. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. He's a made man. The president's a made man. <laughs> He's a made guy. You, know? you can't you take down a made guy. He's a made guy. <laughs> Polly knew this. <laughs> what a sad, sad Sopranos type crew. Right. God. Oh, God. You know those guys watch Sopranos and are like, don't get the comedy of it they're just like ah they're so cool yeah tony's the coolest Tony's the coolest. Guy. i don't know why he likes animals so much right whatever i think it makes him soft if that you is weird me. that trump doesn't have a dog you know oh yeah he's the only guy who doesn't have a dog he's, he's the only president right. who doesn't have a dog well he right? the only life form he could care for is his, is his own ego yeah right so and he's probably really annoyed anytime he's in the room with a baby or anything like uh, a dog because uh, yeah. it's getting so much attention over him like the kind of thing like yeah when like younger people who don't have kids like a baby's crying or something like, what the fuck is that or like yeah. or a dog barking out of nowhere like, what the fuck is yeah. Doesn't have a dog. Doesn't drink. Never has. Right. Yeah. That's, those, are, those are classic. Those are like real telltale signs of a robot. There's a lot Something, going on. Something's yeah. up. Uh, yeah. I could definitely Adderall see him. Adderall fueled robot. Right. <laughs> I could definitely see him like a dog getting a lot of attention in the room and him starting to do like oh my God, the tricks yes. that the dog <laughs> yes. is doing to try and get the attention. Jealous. Yeah. Watch, God. watch. Shoot me, shoot me. Bang. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. Look at that. Well done. My favorite is when he ends press conferences and he sort of finds a way to hook stuff back into yeah. sort of like his legacy or like his hotels. Right. Oh, that stuff to me, 
is just it's gold. It's just you you can just see the wheels turning. It's so yeah. it's just so funny to and see bring it. Bring it back to me. Okay, <laughs> uh, actually, you you did mention this, uh, so I will. They are quite good, and they are a very good place to go with family. A lot of people are saying. Everybody says. A lot of people are saying best it. place. Best place to golf. Uh, all right, we're gonna take another quick break, and we'll be right back. And we're back. And I wonder, ha- has anybody ever seen footage of Trump interacting with a dog? Ooh, that's mm. a good one. I feel like it would have a lot in common with the video of him giving out candy to the kid and putting it on top of yeah the costume like, head. He, he would did just that? like yeah he would just like squeeze one of the hind legs right. <laughs> like yes, good nice doggy. <laughs> nice okay. Team. Uh, Fine meat on your bones. Why did he put it on its head? He just did it? Yeah. I don't know. It was very unclear. The kid in the costume clearly had a bag for candy, Mm -hmm. but I think because the mint, it looked like a trash can. Right. What if I just put it on the flat top of your head? (laughs) It didn't really look like a trash can, though. It's You're you're giving him the benefit. No, of of course. Well, yeah. It it was like an alien just was transported here, and somebody walked up to that alien in a costume. Funny. Yeah. Funny, interesting, isn't it? It's an interesting detail. Uh, guys, I know the holidays are here because Starbucks holiday cups are here. They're already here. Everyone yes. in a good mood. Already? Starbucks. So happy. Uh, sorry. Um, damn it. They um, are. I think they're usually controversial because they don't like. The word Christmas on the cups or contain any on depictions of Christ on them. Uh, but it's, yeah, these are fairly straightforward. Would it kill them to make the logo Jesus instead <laughs> right. of whatever? Being crucified? Yeah. It's so uh, funny, man. Christmas has been, been about Christ in 150 years. <laughs> it literally is not about Christ. 2,000 years. Guys, God. they're really up. Uh, Yanked our chain this year because one of the cups says Merry Coffee. Like, what do you mean? Like, with an ellipsis? Yeah. No, no. It just says Merry oh, Coffee. Oh, God. But... I was, like, trying to be like, are they really trying to troll on their cups? Yeah. I mean, they kept it uh, Merry coffee. very bland. Yeah. It's so funny that this has only become a story because the last couple had, like, evangelicals up in arms. Right. That now it's like, hey, this year's Starbucks cup. Really? It did? I don't go to Starbucks. Why did it have them up in arms? Because it didn't have any Jesus on there? Yeah, it's just war on Christmas. Like, happy holidays? Because it said happy holidays instead of Merry Christmas. And I think another one said, like, was specific to... Other, ho- I don't know who gives. It's like what the fuck, bro. Oh. I yeah. thought y'all, I thought y'all canceled Starbucks on the right. Right. People like Christmas though. That's Everybody true. likes Christmas. You don't yeah. have to be atheists. Love Christmas. Yeah. People it's are the, trying yeah. to kill Christmas though. That's what you don't understand, man. Is <laughs> out there in the liberal. Look, Coasts, dude. I'm a soldier. I'm a foot soldier on the war on Christmas <laughs> yeah, right here. Right I came now. in here to infiltrate your studio. It's, it's real, man. <laughs> say, it's real. Merry Christmas. Yes. Yeah. If you say Merry Christmas in, in a crowded Hollywood, oh. man, they, they'll beat the shit out of You'll you. You'll be canceled. I yeah. would love for someone to actually care about that. Uh, they do. Who cares about that? People care about that? Oh, oh, oh. People care if you say you Christmas? Mean, no. uh, well, if you don't. See, that's yeah. the thing. Is no one cares if you say Christmas. But people but care people if you who, don't. 
that's that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Because I love Christmas. Yeah. Right. I love it. I watch all the goddamn Hallmark movies. I watch every one of them. Well, there's what forty days of Christmas oh, movies yeah. now it this started. year. It's already on, yeah. man. It's, it's on. It's alarming. Yeah. But I'll watch them. Yeah. Because it's like it's like Valium for yeah. your eyes. Oh, it truly is. It's Canadian Valium. Yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> off-brand right, Canadian off-brand. Valium. It's cheap and plentiful, they and you can you can summon it in an instant. Yes. But I'm the chief of the marketing consultant company. I have to be at the party. <laughs> no, you don't. Learn to relax. Christmas is special and a time to reconnect with your family. Oh, well, we're, we were at Tim Hortons. I mean, Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> but we had to be there because Santa Claus... Um, how do I say this? <laughs> in in Canada, what what's their equivalent of Santa Claus? Oh, it's uh, it's probably some guy wearing full denim named Jason. <laughs> <laughs> he brings you like a, maqui- a new Makita saw. He's just uh, oh, I brought you this uh, Makita saw here. Uh, yeah. It's to work on the barn to get it up to snuff for insulation. They like Christmas in Canada. I hear they love it. I heard. I heard tell of a rumor heard? that they also celebrate Christmas up in the north. Canadians, I gang, let us know who's your Santa. Is it yeah, Mark Messier? Yeah, what's your version? Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you who it is. Actually, I think I know. It's uh, this guy named Holmes. I don't know what his first name is. He's like this burly dude with sh- like a shaved head and like a a little dangly earring. He's like a real like gruff guy, but he has this show called Homes on Homes, Holmes? <laughs> and he does like home renovation for people who've. Um, like need it badly, like an right. old man who takes care of horses or a girl who has in a wheelchair. And he goes to their house and they've done, done a bad renovation and he goes, goes like, I can't believe they did this to you. Gosh, we have to make this right. Oh, like they did this to you being a bad renovation? Yeah. Wow. They, 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 they ripped you off, but we're going to make it right. He's this big, burly, muscly dude, but he's like a real sweet. He's really sweet. And yeah. Not to mix my holidays, but do you think Homes on Homes is an Easter egg? Letting Canadians know that he's their actual Santa Claus because he lands on Holmes. Mm. Oh, that's a good one. Never thought about that. Mike Holmes yeah. is his name. Yeah. Mike Holmes. I just on like Holmes. the sense of justice, though, that's even in a Canadian like fix up show. Like oh, yeah. in America, it's like, how do you fucking make a ton of money off this shit, right? <laughs> Poor people. <laughs> right. We'll never House own a home. Flippers. And Mike Holmes is like, oh my God. It's about justice. What happened? Let's make this right. <laughs> well, I, I'm actually uh, I'm very curious to hear your take on this, Johnny, as a as a actor. Okay. Um. So James Dean, it has been announced James Dean will be uh, acting in a movie, uh, yeah. a computer generated version of him. It's called Finding Jack. I think is that right? Finding Jack. Finding Jack. Uh, it is the story of. 10,000 military dogs who were abandoned at the end of the Vietnam War. Wow. And they claimed that they were going through the casting process and they just could not find the appropriate actor to we play just this. They can't find our guy. They and and then they were like, "What is this technological miracle?" Uh and and Voila, they will have James Dean star in this movie. This is a classic case of his, uh, what's it called? His estate probably doesn't exist anymore, maybe. Or what's that called when something's public domain? Oh, they <laughs> Can you imagine Dean? your likeness is public I domain? Think that's basically what's happened here because you can't do that with someone. You couldn't do that with uh, who's someone who's like recently deceased. I don't Whitney know. Houston. Yeah, you right. wouldn't be able to. And guess what? A- they are. They right. are? Yep, she's doing a hologram they tour. they probably sold the rights yeah, to that. Yeah, no, no, and so it's the same thing with James Dean. Yeah, His estate CMG is like... Yeah, CMG Worldwide yeah. is like the 
It's like all of the agencies in Hollywood combined, but for deceased celebrities. Jesus they have like Christ. all the they have Burt Reynolds, Christopher Reeve, Neil Armstrong, all the greats. And uh, <laughs> wow. CMG Worldwide has James Dean and they're licensing uh, his image. And the mm. filmmakers are paying the James Dean estate. The really odd thing about this is that these directors have never made a feature length film. And with their first idea, they want to undertake a production where one of your leads is a fucking CG dead actor. Sounds right. like Hollywood. Yeah. yeah. Or some. Right. I don't know, because none of that shit looks good. I, it, it has yet to look good. No. Like when they made Grand Moff Tarkin in Rogue One. Yeah. That shit People were like, foul. oh, it's cool how they like brought him that back. Bad, it didn't oh, look did you see it in the theater? Bad, well, you but know it looked I, weird. I, I didn't see the theater, but you know what I heard, though? Uh, secondhand, but from someone who I do, whose opinion I trust, pretty much top top bill opinion. Oh, Joe Rogan. Is that, that guy still alive? <laughs> right? yeah. Is the Irishman <laughs> that movie, The Irishman, uh-huh. that it's uh, it's really uh, all the stuff they did, which is not the same as this. Yeah, because right. they have humans right. they can just doctor up a bit. But I mean, just the fact that that looks really good to someone who is a filmmaker means that we're not that far away from it being. Close. You're saying because Scorsese yeah. thinks it looks good? Oh uh, yeah, my friend, my friend Marty. Uh, right. I was talking about his film. Yeah, very <laughs> subtle there, it Johnny. Was, it was uh, his his brother actually, Jason, has a Canadian guy who was <laughs> Jason. Yeah, and he's Jason, Scorsese. Jason Scorsese. Two hand holds a mug of tea when he. Yeah, goes. two hand holds. He's also a denim magnate. Ah, <laughs> oh, love it, love it, love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The other like when you look at the other people that they've been throwing around doing shit with, like Nelson Mandela. Yeah. Like, Hell yeah, what? man. What are you gonna put him in a fucking Pepsi? Right? Like Can you imagine? Good. Yeah. That's where it's getting a little like. Sure, if you're an actor or whatever, I don't know. Like when you start obscuring like the legacies of like historical figures, whatever. Right. I guess that's just like where we're at now, where it's just like in oh, Back I, to the Future, where you know you go to the restaurant, it's like Ronald Reagan, yeah, yeah serving you. I think you just there's, there's no way to get around it. Probably it's just one of those things where by the time the technology is available, it's too late to restrict its use because it's like. It's like a, uh, what do you call it, a, uh, a 3D printer. Right. It's like, we're not there yet, but I mean, people can, are going to be able to start to print stuff that they shouldn't print. Mm-hmm. So you can like say what you can, all you, all you can do is ban the plans for it, right? Yeah. But it's like all that stuff. You That's can't, it, now the technology exists. Right, right. You can't really ban information that well. It's like trying to take down a YouTube video yeah. that everyone wants to see. Right. It's like it's just a matter of time before, unless like people start suing, suing the shit out of people who make likenesses, but that'd have to be like a... You know, it's like a. Um... They should they should do an Expendables type film with all these people. Like, yeah. imagine Christopher Reeve, Neil Armstrong, Amelia Earhart, <laughs> Nelson Mandela, yeah. Aaliyah, yeah. Maya Angelou. Oh yeah, you know? that, that is Genghis Khan. Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> That's public domain though. Right. Save some money on that one. Yeah. Bing Crosby. <laughs> Bing Crosby. And Didn't Buddy they have Rich. like a? Wasn't there a Dirt Devil ad with Bing Crosby like dancing with a? Oh, uh, I think was. it was Gene Kelly. Or, that uh, was Gene Kelly. Yeah, from yeah, yeah, in the yeah. Rain. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's who it was. Yep. Anyways, you can look for this movie to be out soon. Oh, no, was it Fred Astaire? It was Fred Astaire. Fred Astaire. Fred Astaire. Fred Astaire. There Fred Astaire. he is. But yeah, I mean, it just, it seems like this is probably, they, they realized that they could do this for not that much money, and it would get uh, people like us, real dummies like us, talking about it, and so... Now you know about a movie called Saving Jack, Finding Jack. Finding, I mean, let's be real. An idea of such a bizarre story 
that is acted by a computer-generated James Dean, right. I may have to see it for the lulls. Yeah. Sounds no. like a like a the book. I want to read this book. Yeah. I mean, because you know, dogs are cool. Yeah. I guess I'm gonna tear up my uh, spec script finding Jack. Oh, it's all about shit. my personal journey. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you as a boy going through puberty. But it's yeah. Seth Rogen, huh? Uh, they they said it could be. Because we don't know who's voice. We well, just voice, don't know. Yeah, we don't know. Right. It's not going to be James Dean. I'll tell you that much. So they'd have someone who looks and sounds nothing like James Dean. Be you're the voice tearing of James me Dean. apart. Hey, you're, you're a, <laughs> Did I get the part? <laughs> tearing me apart. Yeah. Wow, it's crazy how you just uh, tore me apart. Huh? Uh, <laughs> oh, my goodness. You are tearing me apart. Did you just uh, tear me? Uh, wow. <laughs> Whoa. I'm stoned. <laughs> uh, Did he say that I wanted to rest your thumbs? What's that? When he's like playing piano, isn't there a line where he says something like, why don't you rest your thumbs and let me do the driving or something like that? Who does? Uh, James Dean in the movie. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. I don't uh, even know. If you, if you watch Turner Classic Movies, let me know. Am I conflating this with something completely different? I just remember it from Earth Girls Are Easy uh, because one of the aliens sees it on TV and then pretends to be human by saying that line. Mm. Oh, that's a deep dip. Yeah. Well, Johnny, yeah. it's been a pleasure having it's you. It's been man. a pleasure being here. Uh, where can people find you and follow you? Oh, you can follow me on Instagram at uh, Johnny underscore Pemberton, or you can go to YouTube and watch all the hilarious videos I post at yeah. YouTube.com slash Just My Nipples. <laughs> Is uh, that really That's you? it. Yeah. I, don't, I didn't get my name <laughs> in time. He's not laughing, Jack. I think it's some little British guy who <laughs> it's got- It's a funny name. Got that. He should. Yeah. Oh, the real Johnny Pemberton? Some, I think that's what happened. All the Pemberton stuff has been taken by- Old, young the, British folks. The Brits. Uh, or you can also go to our show, our play at the uh, Yard Theater. Oh. And, uh, it's the Dicker. Dicker and Josh has a, have a play. Nice. Mm. Dicker's a character I play. Dicker Troy. Dicker Troy, yeah. yeah. Dicker. What's the, uh, what's the play about? It's about um, two friends who see each other at a train station after being estranged for many years. Nice. It's sort of a take on an old style play, but it's like a sort of a meta, weird, bizarro thing. Are you ever going to bring back your character, Peanut Butter and Kelly? Oh, my God. I didn't thought about that. I mean, uh, I don't know. There's no plans to. Yeah. I was just thinking about that. Yeah. That was a funny. Thune show. Yeah. yeah. That was uh, a funny thing. Like the, like the Disney Channel. Yeah. Wasn't it kid? you and a hamster was your best yeah. friend or something? <laughs> I think I was named Kelly and the hamster's was name was Peanut, peanut Butter. butter. Yeah. <laughs> that was funny. All that Disney stuff. It'd be, I think it would be funny to play like a super grown-up Disney Channel kid who's maybe like, ah. Oh, I don't know. I'm thinking out loud. It'd be yeah. funny if like... Hey, some don't of give those... your ideas out for free. Yeah, I'm not gonna... I just thought of it. I'm not going to say it, though. Yeah. <laughs> coming soon. Coming soon. Uh, is Disney there Plus. a tweet or an Instagram or uh, oh, yeah, Instagram Twitter's, you've Twitter's been Twitter's my name. Uh-huh. Oh, the one I enjoy. I enjoy my friend, this guy, uh, Everett. Uh, I don't know how to say his last name. Barnum. He has a Twitter called rad underscore milk. He posts a lot of dumb, funny stuff. He posted something the other day that I laughed a lot at. He said... um, Oh shit! The dogs that the Baja men asked about getting let out are probably dead now. <laughs> <laughs> His stuff's very absurd. Rad yeah. underscore milk. It's very funny. Abs- the absurd. Yeah. It's that old style of weird Twitter. Oh yeah. That I still think is great. Yeah. Uh, Miles, where can people find you? Find me. Follow me. Twitter and Instagram at Miles of Gray. Three tweets I like. First one Whoa. is from New Player Has Whoa. Joined Podcast at New Player Pod. Check out my episode. Where I talk about Guitar Hero. These guys are life. good. Um, guy one, I just got a new Xbox. You want to come over and hang guy two? Yeah. 
Guy one cries over a box of his ex girlfriend's pictures. <laughs> Guy two quit hogging it. <laughs> uh, another Thanks, one. Box. Devin Field at that Devin Field had a great pitch with Crooked Media. Just sold them all of the following. Our Lord, thy pod. Our pod is an awesome pod. Are you there, pod? It's me, politics. What if pod was one of us? Pod is dead. And Satan at S8N. Have you heard the news that you're dead? Love it. <laughs> All right. Tweet I've been enjoying. Kelpie at Kelsey Buckles tweeted, y'all want permission to say the N-word because it's in the lyrics, but we'll change the pronouns in a love song so you don't sound gay. <laughs> Uh, you can find me on Twitter, Jack underscore O'Brien. Find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes, where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as the song we ride out on. Miles, what's that going to be today? This is a interesting remix. It's called 1995 from a producer called Corey Yeo. Uh, but it's that song Selfish that had Kanye West in Slum Village, I believe, was the original. And it's kind of pitched down mm. um, and with John Legend. And it's kind of like a reflip. So if you like that single-based hip-hop, check this out. It's got a good got a good rhythm. Got a good flow. Got a good sample. Mm. It's a soothing, soothing balm for your ears. Mm. Rhythm and flow. I've heard yeah. those are important to rap. Those yeah. are, oh, you those heard are right. the, some yeah. of the biggest part. Yeah. Those are big. <laughs> some of the biggest. Those are real big, yeah. actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When's uh, your hip hop podcast coming out, John? Ooh. Uh, it's going to be uh, dropping oh, any day. Oh, shit. <laughs> shit. <laughs> we'll check that out. Yeah, it's going to drop. <laughs> <laughs> the PEM is mightier. The PEM is mightier than your words. Oh, oh shit. Shit. Man. Okay, let's. Keep that one under wraps. Okay. You've been warned, guys. <laughs> the Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That's going to do it for today. We'll be back tomorrow because it is a daily podcast. We'll talk to you. Bye. Bye. like Mr. Friendly. It's still the spotlight like Mr. Bentley. I spotted her like Spud McKenzie. And for them fake boobies, I paid them bitches. Get your own. I got Paris, he got Nicky, he tried to get him a clone. He said, yeah, you know you got extra hoes. And everything you do is extra cold. From the polo fleece to the Jesus piece. I got family in high places like Jesus' niece. Can I please say my peace? If y'all press to death, then I'm deceased. And this one here is a heat rock. Spit like the beatbox. The way the beat rocks. New version of beat rock. Before that beat-